when somebody's yelling at you, if you're nice to them, it just makes them feel so much worse. Yes. And it's so true. And like, it's amazing. It's like, it's almost like with like the flick of a switch changes their opinion Mm -hmm. um, or their mind or whatever. So dealing with difficult people at work is such a great life lesson. I mean, you know, there's always going to be those people out there that you have to learn how to work with and learn how to live with. Welcome to episode six of The Other Three Years. This week on the podcast, I interview my mom. Her name's Patty Wagner, and she's basically the greatest human on the planet, in my totally unbiased opinion. But um, yeah, we go into my childhood and what she really thinks about the fact that I've spent the past uh, decade plus of my life sitting backwards in a tiny little rowing shell. But it was a great conversation. I feel like I learned some stuff I didn't know about what she really thought about me rowing and, you know, accomplishing my dreams, but maybe sometimes coming up short. So I'm excited to share the conversation with you. And she really is like the greatest person ever. So you're welcome. I think my biggest takeaway from the conversation was that I'm really lucky to have the parents that I have. And I've known that my mom is really great for a long time, but I think the fact that we could have a really open and honest conversation, but I could leave it feeling so happy and good about it and feel so comfortable sharing it with other people. I don't know if everyone would feel that way, sharing a conversation with you know that they have like that with their parents so I just feel really lucky that I was raised and as a 30 year old continue to be raised by such great people before we share my mom um right now in training I am back in Saratoga I just got home on Sunday evening um so the last time that we recorded a week ago I said that we were doing some selection and we were gonna find out who all got to go, is getting to go, gets to go, not sure the correct lingo there, um, to the World Cup, the second World Cup in Italy. And um, it was a bit anticlimactic because (laughs) really like almost everyone was selected, which is really exciting, Um, but the group that I was in, like the open weight women scholars were all going to go and, um, we're going to primarily focus on our quad and also race in two doubles, probably still a little bit in the air, but I'm really excited. We spent a couple of days rowing in the quad. So quad is a four person boat where every person has two oars. Um, so eight oars total four people. And yeah, it was really fun. We, we were able to get in the quad. Everyone was feeling, uh, better and good and healthy and, it was really fun. It was, a, we think we did three practices or four maybe. Um, and they were all good and got better every day. So now we're all home for a week. Um, everyone went back to their separate homes. And then this coming Sunday, we're all going to fly to Italy and we're going to have a two week training camp in, uh, Urba, Italy. And then we're going to go and race in Berese at the second world cup. So it's really exciting. It's a little nerve wracking, you know, 
it's one of those things where you like, all I want to do is make this team. And then you're like, okay, but now that I've done that, <laughs> the pressure is mounting, you know? So it's kind of one of those things where like, you just focus, you just have to focus on the next thing and, you know, just keep it going. But I am really excited and I feel like overall it was a good time in California and I'm definitely feeling a lot better than I was, you know, um, a couple of months ago. So I, I feel, you know, like there's still things that I want to improve and still things improve on and still things that I want to prove and get better at and have goals that I want to accomplish, but I also feel like I'm doing the right things and on the right path and headed in the right direction. So, and going to like going to Europe every summer or when you get to go is so fun. It's like, it just feels really special and really cool. And it's those moments where you're like, this is a really cool life. Like all of the super cold, super early miserable mornings where you're doing a really hard workout you're like okay this is like really awesome um but it's also you know a business trip and you know you're there to work and I think I think we're gonna have a really couple a good couple weeks of training and then hopefully a really great week of racing and it'll be fun to be with the rest of the team and everything but this week I'm home which is so nice like got home and um was just like this is great. So great to be home. It feels so nice to just be able to have a week where you can sleep in your own bed and see some of your friends and do some things to make you feel normal. Um, I was, I was so happy that we had a week, uh, at home and it's been really nice to go out to have practice with my team and, you know, spend some time, um, just feeling a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. And it's nice. It's like if right before I left, because I live in upstate New York in Saratoga and right before I left is like still a little gray, a little cold and then like instantly coming back. It's like beautiful and sunny and really nice. Now it is time for the review of the week and our review this week comes to us um, on Apple Podcasts. And it's from Fawn. Oh, Fawn, we love you. And Fawn, shout out. Like a lot of people have loved your ad. So hopefully everyone is going to the beauty bar to be glamorous. She said, Christy is so inspiring. I love hearing her story. I had the pleasure of meeting her and she is the sweetest. I'm looking forward to more episodes. Thank you, Fawn. It's really nice. If you want your review shared on the podcast, um, be sure to leave us one on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and then maybe your review can be shared for everyone to hear on the podcast, which would be awesome because you're awesome. Now it's time for, yeah, meat and potatoes of the episode or a really good dinner. No, it's so exciting. So this week I am talking to my mom and... Yeah, we just delve into my life, my childhood, growing up, when I started rowing, what I was like as a kid. Spoiler alert, I was not that competitive, um, which I think really surprises people. I actually don't think I'm that competitive of a person, just like baseline. I think I'm just really competitive in rowing. 
uh, which I think surprises a lot of people because I am very competitive in rowing. It was a really fun conversation. I'm excited to share it. So without further ado. I thought we could just start by talking about me as a little kid because like mom said, I was not competitive and I was not that good at sports. No, I remember a soccer game and they had put her in goalie and um, they lost the soccer game two to nothing. And she said to me after the game, she said, didn't I do great, mom? I only let two goals in. And I said, yes, Christy, you were great. (laughs) Yeah. And when I was a kid, I would only ask questions that I wanted a positive answer to. So I'd phrase everything like, didn't I do a good job? Don't you love this artwork I made? Aren't I good at this? Like, yes. only wanted positive reinforcement. And, and she only got positive reinforcement. But then I started doing sports a little more. You should tell the story of when I first started playing basketball. When I tried out for basketball and Mr. Knott put me on the A-team and you called him and said, you must have made a mistake. I said, are you sure this is right? Does she even know how to dribble? Like, what are you doing? I don't think she can shoot. I don't think she can dribble. I think they're going to eat her alive. And he said, rebounds. She's going to get all the rebounds. And I said, she's not that aggressive. And he said, we can teach her that. And boy, did they ever. She got the rebounds and she learned to dribble and she learned to shoot. (laughs) But at first I was like, are you kidding? This is a big mistake. Whose mom calls the coach when they've been put on the top team and says, you've made a mistake? Like, well, I just thought he should know. <laughs> Hilarious. So funny. I it all worked out, I though. never wanted her to be set up for failure. I wanted her oh, to be well, set up to nice. succeed. Yes. And yeah, I thought you were being nice. set up to fail. That was my concern. But then it was actually okay. It it was great. It was uh, basketball is actually a really fun sport to watch. I mean, I'm a big Celtics fan, but I enjoyed watching Christy even more. Is <laughs> more fun to watch than rowing? Yes, rowing is. You know, rowing was okay when you first started because I could run by the boat and keep up. But now you go too fast. I can't keep up anymore. <laughs> so basically, it's just you know. They go you right only by. see a little bit. Yeah, but I, I do yeah. like watching rowing. I like being at the finish line. You've had some very tight races, and it's fun to be right there, especially when you come from behind and win. It's very exciting. <laughs> so, Mom, do you remember when I first started rowing? I do. You loved it right away. It was really fun. It was so fun at the beginning. I loved being a novice. It was great. There were a lot of people, too. It was a big team. There were. Well, and you also had a lot of success, which was super exciting. So most of your novice races, you guys won. And then we had a fun carpool and oh, it was a great experience. It was a really great experience. Did Do you think that I was like competitive at it right from the start? Oh, or? yes. You wanted that hat. They only gave hats to people on varsity. And you talked to one of the coaches, and you said, if I can get my erg under a certain time, can I get a hat? And it was, you know, the same erg time as some of the people in varsity. And he said, yes, Christy, you can. Well, you did. You had that hat. You're a novice here. It was Jesse. 
Yeah. yeah. Eight under eight minutes. Yes. Yes. To get the hat. Yes. Yes. I did really want it. You you were very, very competitive. Yeah. Were you guys like, this is a weird sport. Why is she doing it? Yes. I mean, your dad and I had never rode before. We didn't really understand what it was all about. And it seemed like an awful lot of work. You know, you're carrying the boat down to the water and and it's cold. You're out there in the cold and you have to be there so early in the morning and the regattas, you know, we would bring food to the regattas and we'd have to leave at like five in the morning and we'd be standing out there freezing. And we were like, what? Why does she love this so much? But you did. And then, and then after you went to college, I learned to row. I was like, I need to learn how to do this because I need to understand what, what she loves so much about it. So my friend Beth and I started a learn to row class and um, we were able to both row in singles. And Christy even invited me to a um, mother daughter race. And I remember saying to the coach, I need to practice in a double because I'm going to race with my daughter. And he said, you're making a terrible mistake. He said, it's going to ruin your relationship. She is so much better than you. You are not anywhere near her league. And I said, I, I know that and she knows that, but it will be fun. And it was really fun. And if, yeah. if anything, it brought us closer. Or John Smith was wrong. Yes, he was wrong. He was totally I would never wrong. be mean to my mom yes. in a boat. Yes. And it, Christy, was, you were amazed. You were just like... Keep going, mom. Don't stop. Well, that's, we did this race <laughs> and they didn't have the mother-daughter event anymore. So we had to race in the college double. So I'm like, uh-oh. <clears throat> and then it was so windy and so cold. I'm yes. like, oh gosh, this is horrible. But then mom did such a good job yeah. and we, we passed someone. So Christy just kept saying, you're doing great, mom. You're doing great. Keep going. You're doing great. Don't look over there at that boat that just flipped over. Look over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that was funny. Also, I remember you and dad being a little skeptical when I first started getting recruited to college. Yes, that was that was an interesting. We had we had no idea. I mean, coaches were coming to our house and they all wanted you. <laughs> So many coaches wanted you. It was really... I know, but you and dad were like, I don't know if we can trust them. Like... Right, right, right. Do they really mean what they say? And, you know, you know they'd say, well, and get your friends your... had told you horror stories. Yes. People had told us horror stories that coaches will say one thing, but then they, they won't come through with it. And, but we never experienced any of that. And then... I picked Yale and they picked me. Yes. Yay. And we all love Yale. We do. We wear all Yale clothing. Christy just gave me a new Yale shirt and I've been wearing it nonstop. <laughs> yes. Cause we're super proud. Yes. Um, we are. But everything at Yale wasn't easy. Like I feel like I called you all the time and was upset or, you know, it was definitely really hard. Did you ever feel like, but you would always just tell me like, it's going to be okay. You know, like, I feel like you're, you were never telling me, oh, you can just quit. You can just give up, you know, like you never 
acted like anything was too much of a challenge for me. Like, even if you maybe thought that it was. Yeah, of course, it's it was upsetting when you would call and you were overwhelmed and it was really hard. I think it's hard to go to college to to such a competitive rowing college because you were one of the top rowers at Whale and Weston and you expected that you would be a top rower at Yale. And so freshman year, you went in and there were all these other really good rowers and it's it's hard. It is hard and it's a lot of work. I think it was a lot more work than you had experienced in high school. So, you know, we definitely did get the call or I got the calls where, you know, if you can't complain to your mother, who can you complain to? And I, I, knew, I knew I was that person that you could complain to. So I knew I was getting the worst of it and that things weren't as bad as you were telling me that you were you were putting up a good front with everybody else and you were just kind of letting loose with me. So I kind of knew that. And I, I also went to college, so I know how hard it is to be away from home for the first time. And I, I knew things would get better and, and they did. You figured it out and you did just fine. You yeah. loved it there. So you made such nice friends. All of your friends were terrific. And that was the other nice thing. You know, we came to the Housatonic freshman year and for us, it's just a, I don't know, two hour drive um, or not even. And when we got to the race, we realized that there were parents from Chicago and the West Coast and, you know, parents were coming all over to this race. And was, so it was really fun to meet all the parents. And a lot of parents went to every single race. And that was really fun, too. And, you know, as Christy might complain that something's really hard another parent would say their daughter had the same complaint. So that was reassuring to me as well. It wasn't, you were all feeling it, so. Yeah, I feel like obviously in, you know, when you're growing up and in high school, you can meet other people's parents. You know, you become friends with all of my friends' parents and whatever, but I, I think in college that can be hard, but rowing definitely gave you yes access. And yes. you guys are still friends with a lot oh, of people. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. no. It's it was a wonderful experience. In your senior year, we were kind of the, you know, the snack. We brought the snacks to the race, so we, we, you know, everybody would reach out and say, "What can we do to help?" And we just kind of organized the whole thing. So it was it was a great experience for everybody. Even Joe came to NCAA's. <laughs> Even Joe. Even Joe. <laughs> Joe is Christy's younger brother, yes, and he idolizes her. And she idolizes him. They both really, really look up to each other and like each other. And so they didn't always, but they have for a really long time. So then, Mom, I graduated from college. And then contrary to what you told Joe, you guys said you have to get a job and an apartment. You can't come and live at home. Joe went and lived at home. Yes, he did. <laughs> Um, and so I, I had a job and an apartment and a, and it seemed like I was going to live a quote unquote regular life, but then that didn't last that long. No. And I talked in the podcast a little bit about you and dad being kind of surprised at my decision to row. Yes. I just, I just. Well, I loved the fact that you lived in Boston and I loved the fact that you were working in Boston and 
um, it was a great company and I thought you were doing a great job and I just thought you would, you know, keep doing well there and keep getting promoted and have a great career. And, you know, I've been in the same job my whole life. So when you said you were quitting your job, it was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean you're quitting your job? But, you know, dad and I also wanted you to follow your dreams. So if that meant quitting your job and moving to Saratoga, then, you know, we were behind you. You, you can work forever, anytime. So, and you are working and you've never been dependent on us. You've always earned your own money and, and paid your own bills and taken care of yourself. And so, you know, we were supportive of it after the initial shock. Yeah. But I remember like, I think it was that first Christmas you said, Oh, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, Oh, maybe a gift card to Trader Joe's yes, and yes, something yes. like that. Cause I like had no money. And That's I think right. that might've freaked you out a little bit. That did freak The me only out thing she bit. wants for Christmas is groceries. Yes. 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 <laughs> I said, Christy, if you need money for groceries, you said, no, I'm okay. But you asked what I wanted for Christmas. <laughs> So that's what she got for Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I wasn't like, I mean, I was not bad at rowing, but I definitely wasn't like winning all of my races those first few years. So tell the truth. Were you surprised when I made it to the Olympics? I honestly thought it, I thought it was going to be impossible to make it to the Olympics. I really, really hoped it would happen, but I couldn't imagine it ever happening. It just seemed like such a lofty goal. I mean, I don't know any Olympians. I didn't know anybody that went to the Olympics. You know, you loved watching it on TV and yeah, those people were really cool, but we didn't actually know people that made it. So yeah, I remember that race. I, you and Jebby were racing in the final. And originally Joe and I were going to try to be there and they ended up moving it a day earlier because of bad weather. So I was at my office and I was watching it on my computer while screaming at my computer, cheering, you know, everybody was around and you won the race. And it was like, Oh my gosh, she won the race. She's going to the Olympics. And I, I couldn't, I just kept telling everybody, I am a people pleaser. And when people ask me to do things at work, I do it for them. But everybody that asked me to do something that day, I said, I'm sorry, I can't do that for you. My daughter's going to the Olympics. Did I tell you my daughter's going to the Olympics? I was just so excited. I was beyond. I mean, I knew it was your dream and it was a dream come true. And it was just the most exciting thing ever. Just so happy. I'm still so happy. <laughs> Well, that's why we, that's why I'm still rowing so that we can all go to the Olympics. That would be amazing. It was sad not to be able to go, but. And you guys had a very stressful time watching my final. Oh my gosh. We were going to watch the final from our house. And just before the final, we lost all power in the house and we have no reception. Our phones don't work at our house. We had no Wi-Fi, no TV, nothing. And so we had to, in the pouring, pouring rain, go find a bar 
they couldn't get it on their TV. It was a sports bar, but it was like a different channel. And oh, yes, it was a we ended up watching it on somebody's little computer in this noisy bar. And it was not an ideal experience. But my brother was apparently, yeah, the surfing or whatever had been on before was um, like running late. So the live coverage was delayed um, of rowing. And my brother was talking to the bartender and he's like, it's supposed to be on this channel, you know, whatever. And the bartender says, I'm, I'm on this channel. And um, my brother is like, is your sister racing in the Olympic final right now? Because I don't think you understand the stress and what's actually happening. I need you to give me the remote, like <laughs> freaking out at this poor bartender. Yes. Um, he was totally freaking out. He was hilarious. He, well, we all wanted to watch that race, but I think he was the most stressed. <laughs> I, yeah. It was crazy. I feel bad. Oh. I feel bad well, that it was so stressful. That's it. We just wanted to watch. We just, yeah. We just wanted to watch. But, um, I feel like you guys also had some funny experiences, you know, with people like when it was when the Olympics were coming up oh, with different yes. people. Yes. So people would stop me in the grocery store and say, congratulations. And yeah, you'd go to do a quick grocery shop and, you know, 45 minutes later. <laughs> no, it was really it was it was amazing. We got so many cards from people who knew Christy growing up. Um I actually heard from her sewing teacher today. She took sewing classes when she was little. And um, she she sent me an email and said, how's Christy? I think about her all the time, my star sewing student. And I said, did you know she went to the Olympics? And she, she said, okay, I need to see you. <laughs> I need to hear all about this. She said, I'm not surprised. Were you surprised that I wanted to row for another cycle? Yes, I thought you were going to be finished. I thought. I okay. thought so too. <laughs> I understand. And you love it. And you've always loved it. You love the practices. You love competing. And you're in a great place. So why wouldn't you keep growing? I understand it. You guys have, you guys came on two trips last summer. We did. We did. We went to London and we watched you in the Henley, which was really, really fun. And then we went to Prague and, you know, I had heard about Prague, but it wasn't really on my radar, but the world championships were there. So we got to visit to sightsee in Prague, which is beautiful. And um, no, we, it's been really, really fun. What do you think is my like least favorite thing about rowing? And what do you think is my favorite thing about rowing? I think your favorite thing about rowing is your teammates and your success and being outside. I think you love being outside and you love being on the water and you love exercising. Your least favorite thing, I would say maybe on really bad weather days, that's probably not so much fun. And if you have any kinds of 
quirks in your body, you know, that isn't feeling 100%, still feeling like you need to get out there and, and grow. You don't uh, think it's that I don't get to see my family that much? Yeah, no, I definitely think that too. You've had Is it to miss... hard that I miss so many things? Like, we have a big family that gets together a lot. Yes. I never thought I was going to be known as the person that didn't go to stuff, but... Well, yeah. you are, but everybody understands that. Yeah, and everybody is excited about your success, so... You have a lot of support in the family. Yeah. And yeah. when you do show up, Boy, I remember you were home for the weekend and we usually take Christy's grandmother out for dinner on Saturday nights. And um, your dad mentioned to his siblings that you were going to be there and everybody was there. We, <laughs> we took over the whole restaurant. That was crazy. That yeah. was fun, though. Yes. Yes. You're right. It is nice. People. It is. People are very supportive in our family. Yes. But it's amazing because I feel like you've always like been able to give, I mean, even though what I'm doing is not really like anything that you, you know, we're not really going down like the same path, so to speak. I, I feel like you always give me really good advice. Um, and, and again, like, it's just amazing. You always just listen and are like, it's going to be okay, you know, but don't make me feel like what I'm feeling isn't valid. Like I'm valid, but at the same time, I got to buck it up a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's well, just kind I, of amazing. You know, you've had some people that may not have treated you the way that we would have liked to have seen them treat you. And, and I always think, well, that's a good lesson on how not to be, you know, we want to treat people the way that we want to be treated. So if somebody's not treating us well, we don't want to treat them unwell. We just want to learn from it and treat, be the bigger person. So, yeah. And then you never yeah. have any regrets, right? Because you've been the bigger, you've, you've been kind to people and supportive. Yeah. And, yeah. It always, I know when I I feel like you told me that when um, when I started my job and it's dealing with some people that are sometimes less than happy. And like when somebody's yelling at you, if you're nice to them, it just makes them feel so much worse. Yes. And it's so true. And like, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's almost like with like the flick of a switch changes their opinion mm -hmm. um, or their mind or whatever. So Yeah. Yeah. Dealing with difficult people at work is such a great life lesson. I mean, you know, you're, there's always going to be those people out there that, that you have to learn how to work with and learn how to live with. And, yeah. 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 yeah Growing and teammates are just like life. It's true. That's right. It's like yeah. one big family. And families are not always easy. <laughs> No. no, I mean, our family is perfect. Our family but... is perfect. Yes. We're very, very lucky. Yes. <laughs> um, did you think you were going to have a daughter that looked exactly like you? <laughs> I hoped that I had a daughter. 
Do you want to yes. tell everyone why you named me Christy? Yes. So when my mother was in college, she spent a year abroad in Madrid and the host family that she lived with um, was this woman and her name was Christina. And she was like a second mother to my mom and my mom adored her. And when I was little, Christina used to visit us from Spain. And one time when I was, I don't know, two or three, she brought me a doll and the doll came with a suitcase full of clothes. And I named the doll Christina. And I told her at that time that when I grew up, I was going to have a little girl and her name was going to be Christina. So when I was pregnant, <clears throat> I told your dad that you were going to be called Christina. And he said, can we call her Christy? And I said, sure. So why? Um, I think he uh, was it Christy Brinkley. I think he thought mm -hmm. Christy Brinkley was very pretty girl. So he said, can we call her Christy? Like Christy Brinkley? I said, sure. So I'm <laughs> named after both a doll and a supermodel. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I love your name. Me too. It's very good fitting. Name. Very fitting for you. And everybody in our, and I love the name and everybody in our town calls me Christy and I just go by it. <laughs> but that's I not your name. It. <laughs> it's not my name, but it's okay. Okay. That's a little funny. But yeah. That's okay. Well, they see me uh, and think of you. So that's fine. It's, <laughs> it's a compliment. That is fine. That is fine. <laughs> well, mom, I feel like my last question is like, in your mind, like, what is the best end scenario of my rowing career? I'm not talking about, like, finishing at the Olympics, but, like, what do you, like, hope to remember from all of this? Well, I don't think you will ever stop rowing. I think you will row for the rest of your life because I think it makes you happy and you enjoy it. And, um... I just, I want you to have happy memories always of it. I guess that's my hope. That's what I hope for is that it brings you happiness. I mean, that's all a parent wants for their child is for them to be happy. <laughs> it's been over half my life though of doing this. Right. So now it's time for one of our fan favorite segments, Ask Christy Anything. Hi, Christy. My name is Alyssa. My question for you is, what's your favorite food? But also, what's your favorite food to people for a big race? Alyssa, great question. It's a hard question because I love all food. But I think my favorite food and the food that I like to fuel before a race are actually pretty similar. So first of all, I eat the same thing every morning of my life before a race, before practice, whatever. I eat oatmeal on toast. Sounds weird. It's amazing. Plain oatmeal, plain bread, maple syrup in the oatmeal, butter on the toast. I literally put the oatmeal on the toast, take a bite. It's amazing. It's how I get all my carbs. You know, rowers need carbs before their workout. Um, and I just love it's. I think it's really good. And it's weird, but I do it. Um, okay. So I started doing it. I, I, I'm not sure I started doing it. I wrote at Craftsbury up in Vermont one summer when I was in college 
And I like to eat oatmeal because people say oats move boats before practice. But at Craftsbury, they make homemade bread. And so I was like, can't have a meal where I'm not eating the bread. <laughs> like, can't waste the opportunity to eat homemade bread. So um, I started to eat the the toast um, or also. But my overall favorite food is just the category cereal. Like, I literally love cereal. Followed in a very close second by, like, donuts and ice cream. Everyone's got a favorite cereal, which is why I think cereal is just, like, a food group category is, like, universal. My favorite cereal actually is really boring. It's probably cornflakes. I know. It's a bit. I do, like, really like, like, Lucky Charms. Um, I love Honey Nut Cheerios. Uh, I actually like Raisin Bran, which is. supposed to be on a Wheaties box. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I mean, it would be cool to be on a Wheaties box. Let's be honest, but maybe I'll be on a cornflakes box. Next week we have my coach. His name is Kat. Um, but short for, but cat is short for Eric Catalano. <laughs> nope. It's not how you say that. His name is cat, um, which is short. Wait, ah! It is. It's short for. Short for. Yeah. Not long for. Long for. His real name is Eric Catalano and he's been my coach for a long time. And I think he's kind of like a guru-y guy. He's got a lot of wisdom, um, to share. He's, He's definitely a bit of a guru-y coach, so it was fun to talk to him. I think I made him pretty nervous because I didn't let him prepare anything, which was a little bit mean of me, but that's okay. I'd love to hear from you, so send us a topic suggestion, or if you'd like to submit a question for our Ask Christy Anything segment, head to our website, theother3years.com.